Welcome back to the Bosky Bros Podcast. This is the NFL podcast for the average bro. And uh, we're back with our good friend Dylan tonight, back by popular demand. Dylan, thanks for joining us again. Always a pleasure. And, you know, anytime I get to get introduced over Tim, I'm I'm, I'm having a good night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what the fuck was that all about? Hey, well, I okay. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Moscow Bros podcast. This is we got Johnny and Tim here tonight. No <laughs> Sam again because Sam's a bitch and the Viking season is over and he didn't want to come back to record any more episodes. So we have Dylan here tonight. Thanks for coming back, Dylan. You know, I'll stand against the fire anytime, especially when it's the dwindling flame that you guys bring to the table. Jesus Christ. Thanks for being our guest. <laughs> bastard you bastard no uh everybody thanks for being here thanks for listening uh whether you are a first-time listener or a long-time listener we just want to say thanks for stopping by and checking out our little show we got going on here we would love 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 if you just took a second and whatever listening platform you are on just leave us a quick quick review if you're a first-time listener wait till the end of the episode and and judge us off of the next X amount of minutes we're going to chat, and then leave us a review. But we appreciate any love we can get for, for our little show here. But, guys, divisional round is over. Run. Jesus Christ. Sorry, guys. I'm definitely not watching YouTube videos on the side of your intro. Tim's, Tim, Tim's already watching TikToks. Sheesh. Bye, that's bitch. A, quick, quick checkout time there, Tim. Uh, well, you know, I start- when you get introduced last, you kind of check out and just, you know, don't really give a shit. Good who's, who's the real guest on this podcast? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't know. What, what TikTok was that? Or are you watching YouTube videos? Tim, do you need to go? Are oh, you just done? Should do, do Dylan and I need to take on Let's- the rest of the night here? Can I just, if I could just win, who knows it better real quick. End my season on top right there. Prevent you from getting the triple crown. Yeah. I'll hop off. You guys do the rest of the pod. Yeah. Oh, You're that. putting so much pressure on me with that. Oh, daddy. Yeah, no kidding. I like I like the <laughs> the the tee up for what's to come. Uh, who knows it better tonight? Dylan's coming back. Mainly mainly because we just he's been a great guest. And we want him on again. But we also need a host for who knows it better because now Tim and I have played an even amount of games this season. And he's only like a game or two ahead of me as we as we get closer to the end of the season here. So we needed a host, and Tim and I are going to battle it out for the rest of the season. So who knows if better will be coming up later. But back to it, we had a divisional round of the playoffs coming up on championship weekend. You guys, do you enjoy divisional round more, or is championship weekend like the crown of it all, in your opinions? Mm. I think just because there's more games, there's 
I mean, there's double the football. You like divisional? Division round. Yeah. More football, the better. But there's something about that that Super Bowl being right there, you know, for those what, teams. To what watch you, them either go or be eliminated is, is pretty cool. I guess the better question is, do you like championship weekend or the Super Bowl more? Mm. I I personally feel like it's more fun to watch the people try and get there than to actually watch the two teams that got there. I think that's an incredibly yeah. fair statement. Uh, th- that being said, you know, if you're a fan of the NFL season, you enjoy when you get, I mean, especially with the the new programming for the NFL, you enjoy when you get not only a Sunday, but a Saturday full of football. Yeah. Um, and when it's football that matters, I mean, you think about the MLB postseason and just everything you got to do, even through the NHL to keep up with who's doing what on a Tuesday night and making it happen. You don't, you don't fuck around with any of that stuff with the NFL. And I do enjoy the way that they just kind of lay it out. Um, and I think that that's a big reason why the uh, NCAA has decided to mm. move to the format that they have mm. because they know that it's like, man, football is king and it doesn't matter what you put it up against. If it's, if it's in a prime time slot and people can find it on their local programming, you're going to get those eyes. Yeah. I know that a lot of people will probably roll their eyes at what I'm about to say, but I watched quite a bit of the world cup this year and I definitely enjoyed the rounds leading up to the final much more than the final itself. The final itself though was a fantastic match and it was like super entertaining and everything, but like having that kind of like back-to-back matches throughout the day and like being able to watch more and more teams compete. I thought that was entertaining. And I think like you said, Dylan, like with the March Madness tournament, it's the same thing. It's just quantity of teams scrapping by or scratching to get to the, the final is, is fun. It's the journey, you know. I'll be the first one to say that life is more fun with money on the line. <laughs> and uh, I, I think that when you when you are watching teams competing for not only the <laughs> it hurts me to say it as a Viking, but you know, not only for a chance at the playoffs, but also for the entire validity of their season. You know, you you guys have been there too as Packers fans. Like sometimes you can you can do everything right, you can win the division, you can march on into that divisional round, and then you take just a fat L at home at Lambeau Field <laughs> to the Giants, who are ten and six, and it stings. It stings, brothers. I feel you. We're we're comrades this yeah. week. I I I gotta say I felt that way when I was watching the Eagles and Giants game. Tim, I I literally looked at Hannah and I was like. This is the game that Tim and I were at last year. You know, one seed, uh, one one seed NFC team with the the six seed coming in and playing them, and and then the Eagles did what they did to the Giants. And the only thing I could think of was like, why why couldn't the Packers have just done that to the Forty ers Like, why did we have to? Why did we have to see them only score ten points and then the Eagles just torch the Giants? It was it was depressing. I think my favorite tweet after that game was uh, the Eagles did what one seed teams do in the divisional round. Yeah. And like, I just thought back to that Packer games. It's like, God damn, the Packers did not at all. <laughs> but yeah, so one, team, we, one seed teams win that divisional round game at home. 
easily. Like not Jimmy to, not to take it a complete uh, left turn here, but when it comes to <clears throat> college football, one of, one of the big arguments against the current playoff system that they have is the fact that if, when you allow the experts to set bowl games, you typically have better, more attractive matchups, or at least the outcomes are a little bit more relevant to what TV viewers and or people who don't care about either team enjoy in watching in a competitive football game. Would you ever think that the NFL, not not that they go to a bowl game system, but do, do you think that the NFL to some degree like looks at those matchups and thinks to themselves, okay, these these giants are fraudulent. You know this 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 Packers team is is not going to be able to go into San Francisco and win. This Vikings team is is definitely not going to go beyond where and you know the initial round of of being a divisional winner. Do you ever think there's merit to people kind of just saying like, all right, well there might be a better system here when you actually just want to see the best teams play the best teams in professional football? I think. Uh... I don't know that it's as black and white as this, but if you are going to do something like that, then what's the point of the phrase any given Sunday, right? Like, I feel like as a football fan, any given Sunday is what makes the playoffs exciting for the people whose teams didn't get in, right? Because then you can watch somebody like the Jags who barely won their division, but then won their first game and then cut it super close in Kansas City and it and it adds this, it it's almost as if once the playoffs start, it doesn't matter what your regular season looked like. It's almost like the mindset shifts, and it's a brand new season, and it's anybody's ball game, and it truly is the any given Sunday. Because we've seen some crazy shit happen in the playoffs before, right? Where where terrible teams. I mean, the Packers. Okay, the Packers won the Super Bowl when they were a six seed. You know what I mean? And that was back when there wasn't seven; there was only six. But and they're not the only ones to do it. I think the Steelers have done it too as a six seed. But that's it's it just comes back to the any given Sunday, right? Now, I don't know if there's a happy medium. I don't know. Maybe, well, that's kind of like I said, maybe it's not black and white, and maybe there's something in the middle that you could pull off. But I like having the I like having the shitty Buccaneers thrown in there with the NFC South that was just a terrible division because there's the chance that Tom Brady wins the shittiest division in football and then ends up winning a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And then the story is great. So I don't know. I just don't know how you do that in the, I don't know how you do that in the NFL though, to like determine who, you know, should be there or who shouldn't be there versus in college. It's like they, they rely pretty heavily on strength of schedule, right. To kind of determine who, should be in the final four or whatever. But I feel like in the NFL, it's, it's not that easy or there's, there's not as much, uh, is it parody or disparity or whatever, like between the teams? Yeah. You know, like any team probably could win, but you know, I mean, if you expanded it to 32 teams or yeah, 32 teams in the NFL and just made like a big giant bracket and, you know, had the one seed play the, the 16 seed, 16 seed, you know, you well, probably that, will see that, a lot that more upsets. Much, that would pretty much render the regular season irrelevant. I'm not necessarily talking about a, a, a league-wide playoff, but when you think about the ma- the matchups and in the way that the NFL could construct the postseason, you know, it's it's an interesting anecdote. And I'm not advocating for it. I'm not trying to say that 
I think that the NFL should take on the bowl system. I mean, there's a reason why it is transitioned into the playoff that it is now. But I do think there is some serious merit in being able to like, you know, what 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 the NCAA did for a really long time was just like concoct these matchups and these these beautiful little orange bowls and these beautiful little cotton bowls and this, you know, the Rose Bowl and all these kind of things where they were able to put these teams together that pretty much based off of a closed door system just showed up and had to play. And they knew that they had good teams that were matched up, even if it was a two seed versus a six seed. They're like, yeah, well, this is going to be a decent football game. And then it wound up being that. And I do think that the NFL takes a little bit of a loss, probably a big bit of a loss, when you have a divisional round game go 38 to 7. And I'm not discounting the Vikings 38 to 7 loss to in Philly, literally the year the Super Bowl was going to be played at their own fucking home stadium. You know, so like that, that, I mean, that is, that is a reality for a lot of people that they have to, you know, see. But at the same time, I think that it's, it's a, it's an interesting point of merit when it comes to tailoring your matchups based on actual in-season merit and also what you know these teams are capable of so dylan let me ask you a question so the way that the ncaa is set up now the top four teams go into the college football playoff right do you think that they took a step forward or a step back by implementing that 14 playoff from what they had before i think it's a means to an end I, I do honestly believe that it will be something that will expand um, because mm-hmm. you you do want to give – so TCU, excellent example just this year in the NCAA playoffs. Should TCU have gotten a shot? Absolutely. Should they have been one win away from being in the national championship game? Probably not. I think I think that is a really good example, and and so it is it is a situation where you need to be able to give merit to the what was it Central Florida a couple of years ago or whatever that went completely undefeated. Uh, Boise State mm-hmm. back in the day was another team that that went undefeated and didn't get any credit. You should give those teams credit. You should absolutely give them a chance. There needs to be a situation or, or a program involved that allows these teams to make a run. That said, it shouldn't be just a a one and in kind of situation, or you're going to have a lot more of the 65 to seven or whatever the final score of that complete waste of a national championship game actually was. Yeah. I think I just college football for me, you know, being a big 10 fan and enjoying watching the Badgers play and, you know, Dylan, you're, you're a gopher fan, right? Like it's just, no. No, no. Like the call, well, you know, well, okay, but regardless. I, I suppose if I had, being, fair enough, if I had to pick a Big Ten football team, it would have to be the Gophers. But like I was, I was a, a UMD grad, and so just the hockey, the hockey rivalry alone has made me yeah. relish yeah. any time <laughs> the Gophers take the L. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. But I just, I just feel like as a Big Ten team, you know, Sands, Ohio State, and probably Michigan. It's like the college football playoff is just like never going to be a reality for us, you know, versus like the NFL playoffs, like the Packers and Vikings have, you know, perennially kind of been there and like had a shot to go all the way and claim the title. But college, it's just, I don't know. I feel like if you're not an SEC fan, it's just kind of like, who gives a shit about the, the end of the season of college football? 
you know, and then I guess that, that would, that would go, that would go to the same thing though, of like, you know, if you are a big 10 fan, what means more to you, you know, a big 10 championship or, you know, whatever is after that, you know, and I but think you if never, you're a big you 10 fan, it's a big 10 championship for your teams. Right. I mean, you never want the Minnesota Vikings to think, Oh my goodness, winning the NFC North title is more important than whatever we're going to be able to do in the champion. You don't want the Pac-12 conference winner to think that, oh, what I'm doing here in my conference is going to be more influential. So I will say to a degree, I I, I think they should take a page out of the uh, March Madness playbook. And yeah, do you, do you want to have a tournament that big? No, absolutely not. I understand the games are different, listeners. But at the same time, you look at the structure of it and you look at how like, man, from the end of April moving or from the end of you know, uh, whatever, moving into March, like you've, you've got a whole demographic just solely focused on the performance of these college basketball teams. And they don't even watch college basketball. I mean, the, the, the Vegas yeah. lines alone are something that I think is indicative of the fact that there is some serious merit to setting up a, a web bracket that then comes together. No, 32 teams, that's ridiculous. But eight, but 10 with what? two first round buys. I mean, there, there are there is an equation there that I think would be profitable. Hmm. I guess I'm just looking at it from like, if you're, if you are, I don't know, Rutgers, you know, and we're talking college football. Like, do you think in the next, how much money would you be willing to bet that in the next 50 years, Rutgers competes for a Big Ten championship? You know, versus how much money would you be willing to bet that the Bears or the, you know, the Lions or the shit, I don't know who else was really bad this year, the Texans or something like that would compete for their division title or their conference title in the next 50 years, you know? And I think that's probably, I, I suppose this, the, the really easy answer to that is just there's 32 teams in the NFL and there's 9,450 football teams you know, in, in <laughs> division one college football. But yeah, no, it's a, it's an interesting argument. I don't know that the, the NFL playoffs are broken by any means. I don't know that we're, we're what do you, solving for a what do you guys think about uh need solving what do you think about uh i it's been to, i've seen it before be tossed out that each conference takes the top eight teams in their conference and and seeds them that way so instead of having divisional winners you just do the top eight teams in each conference or seven or six or whatever basically just yeah. getting rid of Across division conferences yeah Wait, are we talking NFL now? Sorry, I'm still talking. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm gearing. I'm switching to NFL. So, if you, I like that because I remember a year where I, I want to say it was the Cardinals went ten and six and missed the playoffs. Like the NFC West was absolutely stacked. Well, and they missed the playoffs. Do you remember when the Chiefs? Was it the Chiefs or was it? Uh, it was somebody in the AFC West came rolling in as a five seed with 11 or 12 wins because whoever was above them had one more, you know, but 
but they're going to a four seed that you know just ended up winning their division with nine wins. You know what I mean? So I, I'm sorry, Johnny, not to cut you off, but I, I will say that I think there is definitely merit into keeping divisional winners as the seed. Like if you if you win the division, you you get the seed, whether you're a one, two, three, five, whatever. But however it works out, I think that there's merit to that. That said, the wild card system. Yeah, it's is that that's where you take some some serious note because like you know you look at the the NFC East this year and you, you look at I mean multiple evident across of uh, the the NFL playoff era th- there have been teams that should probably have gotten a shot that have been snubbed and then they have other teams that do make it and are just kind of like well this is just not exciting to watch whatsoever. And so if you if you are of the mindset, not necessarily that the NFL is rigged because I'm, I'm, I don't believe it is, but if you are of the mindset that they are looking for the most profitable game, the most profitable outcome that is going to keep things close, I think you need to give some serious merit to like, holy smokes, the NFC East or the NFC North. I mean, can you imagine if like every single one of our teams, our teams, I say, you know, if we had if we had the, the lowest, if the, the uh, Bears won nine games and we had some double digit wins against that and there were there were the, the NFC was an absolute powerhouse. Why would you not, as the NFL, want to give those teams a shot mm-hmm. to some degree? I don't think you need to disperse wild card bids amongst divisions the way the NFL currently does. What I think it needs to boil down to is like, did you win your division? Yes. No. OK. Beyond that. It is literally just who played the toughest teams and who won the best games. And let's move on from there. Yeah. What do you think about that, Tim? Uh, I think if that was the case, the Packers would have a game this coming weekend. I would, you know, hold I'm on. just kidding. <laughs> wait, Dylan, Dylan, wait, hold on. You shut your goddamn mouth. Hold on. Yeah, that's right, baby. That's right. We got our shit pushed in by the Niners. <laughs> what did we even close? You know, it, it, I smell something. <laughs> I smell something. What, what? It's bullshit. It smells like that's bad it cheese. It smells like bad cheese. I, I, mm. I think. Come on what, to cheese. I think whether it was the Vikings or, <laughs> you know, if the Packers had snuck in, I've said this before, as a seven seed, the Niners would have destroyed both of our seasons had the Vikings made it to divisional round. They would have toasted the Packers in wild card, and then they would have crucified the Vikings in divisional, and we'd still just be sitting depressed like we are right now. So you're Johnny, always I have a, a, I, I have a shut up. Don't, don't be quiet. I have a take here. Oh, God. Okay. Johnny, when when did our, our playoffs start this year? What Like what week would you say they started? Uh, the game after the uh, it was the Bears game before the bye. Bears game, and then we played who? The Rams after the bye, and we beat them, right? Well, we kept winning we until beat... we lost to the Lions. And those were all—I mean, for us, they were all playoff oh, games, right? like must-win games. <laughs> they were all, yeah. We were playing playoff football before our bye week. I think we 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 should claim more playoff victories this year than the Vikings did. Oh Jesus! They got Christ. zero. We got we got what five? 
Yeah. Vikings are fucking Yeah, there you go. Frauds. Vikings suck. Five. We're, we surpassed Super Bowl victors. Jesus Christ. Give the Packers a ring. We're done. We're I'm, just, up. I'm just staring at Dylan's face right now. <laughs> So one for the most arrogant conversation I've ever been a part of. I do not understand how your guys' brain works. Oh, uh, God. You like that? I don't only think. Go ahead with whatever the hell you wanted to say. <laughs> I don't only think that the Packers fans and your viewer, audio, whatever, your, your fan base might think about this statement, but I also wonder just the NFL fans in general who decided to tune into the Basket Bros. Your credibility, like both of you, did you did you have a steep window next to you? Because you just shoveled it out and tossed it right out. I'm in a basement, bitch. <laughs> I can only go up. <laughs> I, we, we never had cred- credibility to begin with. So that is true. Yep. Can't lose what you never had. Dylan, that's why you're here. You're you're gonna try and boost the credibility. Oh, you guys brought in a Vikings fan to give merit to your podcast. What a what a turn of phrase! No, we brought in. Oh we, no, you're not. A, you're not a Viking fan. We there's been past uh, hosts or whatever you want to say on this podcast that have totally denounced your Viking fanship. Hundred percent. That is true. That's that. That hurts me a little bit. I got to be honest, Dylan. <laughs> Dylan, we're gonna give you. We're gonna give you the next thirty seconds, and we want you to convince the listeners. Convince the Viking nation, the NFL as a whole, why you bleed purple and gold and why you should be recognized as the truest of true Minnesota Vikings fans. Well, I I think right off the bat, you don't miss games, right? Whether you're in person or watching it on your TV, you don't miss games. I, for one, have decided to remove vacations, remove various enjoyments on my other weekends in order to invest in season tickets. And maybe your previous host could say the same, but maybe not. I have no idea. What I will say is that my daughter was alive for three weeks before she was at U S bank stadium. <laughs> and she, she poor was kid, there in merit. And damn it. We won that game on a 61 yard field goal. It didn't work out necessarily as well as I had hoped the next time she saw the New York Giants play there, but it it still was a thing that happened. The other thing that I will say is that there is, you, you only do yourself a disservice and a discredit as a fan base when you don't recognize the realities of the situation for where you sit, because there is a, I mean, so I I love Paul Allen and, and maybe some of your viewers or listeners know, who he is maybe they don't he is a homer and he has labeled himself a homer and he has become that that is his vein that's what he does and that's total respect for that because he's on a minnesota radio station and he's the voice of the minnesota vikings literally across the radio i am not i am not the voice of the minnesota vikings i am not a homer advocate for them what i am is a fan who enjoys good football and watches this team for what it actually is. And when this team is succeeding, and when this team is ready to make its run, I'll be there with bells and whistles on, and actually willing to put the financial commitment forward to be there when I need to be. That said, 
even when I'm sitting there watching us go down 33 to nothing to the Colts and then have to make this run back, I have to recognize the game itself. And ultimately, gentlemen, you you are the NFL broadcast for the average fan, uh, an NFL podcast for the average bro, for this guy who just is kind of like, man, you know, I want to sit back and have a drink and maybe not watch TV, and I want to listen to these assholes talk about what they think about the NFC North. Brilliant. Well, let me tell you, if all you got was two guys who love the Packers and one guy who loved the Vikings, and all they ever come to is, fuck you, fuck you, well, fuck you, and fuck you, and fuck you. That is like the worst podcast I could ever imagine. So let's 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 break whatever those those barriers were and just come together as NFC North fans and actually discuss the analytical output of these teams because there are numbers that we can crunch and there is lots of games that we can look at and there is also some mutual terms that we can agree on in the sense that like dude I don't need to lean on the fact that you guys have won two championships with two of the best quarterbacks the NFL has ever seen over the past 20 years. And at the same time, I know that happened. You know that happened. You guys are sitting there right now thinking, holy shit, there is literally not another franchise that is comparable to us in the entirety of the NFL. I mean, Brady won six. So, like, your GOAT status, you know, the argument, it loses its merit. But where I sit... We're, we're, we're still not the daddies of the division. We still might all be bowing down to the Lions next year. Mm. At the end of the day, we love football. We love NFL football. And more specifically, we love NFC North football. And I will watch you guys play every Sunday as long as it's not overlapping with the Vikings. All right, two things, Dylan. Two things. First of all, we said 30 seconds. Yeah, what you got thirty f- seconds. That was like that was like three minutes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Second of all, oh my Apple Watch turned off. My God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Second of all, that was so beautifully put. I that was everything you just said. I chef's kiss, perfect. Yeah, real recognizes real. You know, you're not delusional. We're not delusional. All right, we get it. Right, we each get each other. How sorry, Jenny. However, <laughs> however. At some point, somebody's got to tell the other to suck a dick. That's just the way it has to go from time to time. Would you agree there has to be a little bit of that in there? Sure, but you know what? A wise person once said, too much dick sucking is not a good thing. And that wise person was Aaron Rodgers. Let's go. (laughs) <laughs> that was, see exactly that was there it is that's perfect <laughs> that's a man who's there got go. a lot of experience in dick sucking jesus christ dylan fo- okay follow-up point to your to your vikings rant you say <laughs> you you say when they're when they're ready when they're ready to make the run you'll be there with bells and whistles now i just i i, I believe i know the answer but i just want to clarify for the listener who questions your viking love are the bells and whistles still there when they're not making their run? Again, I think I know the answer. And then number two to that question is you, you started out by saying you, you watch every game. 
I, w- I want to know as a true Vikings fan, what if you want to be a true Vikings fan, what percentage of each of those games are you watching? 50, 60, 100% every snap until they're doing post-game interviews? Your thoughts? Johnny, Johnny, you know, you know what I said the first time I was on this podcast? You said that. Said, yeah, here we go. Said, you seem like a nice guy. <laughs> this is the stupidest fucking question that I've ever been asked. Hey, I told pod. I told you. I you thought I knew the answer. You have outdone yourself, which is incredible. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Uh, well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever been asked. I watch every Vikings game through its completion. I mean, the, the, without a doubt. The one thing I will say when you, when you talk about being able to make their run, you know, you... You, you saw in 2014 with the Case Keenum era that there was something special there that was in its of its team, but you didn't necessarily believe in the merit of what they brought to the postseason. And then they beat the Saints on this like last second. I mean, literally the Minneapolis miracle, one of the most incredible plays I've ever seen in the postseason. That is something that will make you believe. That was an, a home game. There are a lot of circumstances there. And then you run into the buzzsaw that is Philly. I think that if you if you are a, a person who enjoys the game of football first and foremost, before you, before you just become a complete homer for your team, if you enjoy American football, you are able to recognize certain things that are not successful that are successful. However, you want to shake it down. Um, we we found ourselves this year in a situation where we were kind of like we we got the. Uh, the sweet bread when we ordered the, the the rye bread or however you want to put it, we we got every bit of the cherry on top of the Sunday during the regular season. I mean, we won eleven and zero in one score games. That is not a thing that you see statistically happening for anybody else in the NFL. And I, I'm not necessarily saying that that is not based on the team's merit. I do think there is a culture here that there is something that is dynamically shifting within the Vikings organization to be able to win these games. So Vikings fans, hear me. Like, hear me right now if you think that I am just kind of cozying up to these fucking greenbacks on this podcast. I am not whatsoever. What I am saying is that you have a football team that you need to look at from a real standpoint, and you need to know that there are things that this team can do, and there are things that this team can't quite frankly and we've got ourselves in a situation where we need to i mean holy shit dude the baltimore ravens won a super bowl with joe flacco we if, if you if you are one of the vikings fans who just falls back on the Kirk cousins bandwagon you're a moron because there is a system that makes this work look at brock purdy i know i know what you're gonna say johnny i can see you gearing up for it because he's pretty good but at the same time <laughs> there there you you can't you i don't think that your analytical analysis of the team dismerits your enjoyment and or commitment to this team and i will say for everybody who is listening to basketball bros that doesn't know me uh, i'm a season ticket holder i'm there i'm i'm with you guys all the way and it is a it is a different type of mindset when you tie your mental stability to a team, so to speak. But at the same time, you need to understand how to take a step back and look at the game itself and then realize, you know, really where you stack up. And I think ultimately 
every fan base has that struggle. Beautiful. Does you know what? I hope it silences everybody. I hope it does. I I hope any question that people had about about Dylan being a true Vikings fan has officially been put to rest. Any doubt is is officially wiped away. And my only question to you, Dylan, and I've asked this to Tim before when he's talked about his dad's ice castle. You bring up that you're a season ticket holder of the Minnesota Vikings. So my one and only simple question to you is, how does it feel to live in the 1%? (laughs) Like a, like a super elite. Well, I didn't tell you where my tickets were located. (laughs) Great, great (laughs) point. So let's have, let's have full disclosure on that standpoint. You know, I'm, I'm definitely not, uh, uh, rolling out here with funding. Um, but at the same time, you know, you, there are people who see a lot of merit in just watching the game at home and being able to sit and, I mean, couch quarterbacks, right? Yeah. Couch quarterbacks is like the, the target phrase. It's a thing that everybody talks about. Um, when you are there, you do feel a certain connection to what is happening. And that's, that has always been important to me. It has always been super important to me. And maybe it's because I played through college. Maybe it's because, you know, this, that, and the other thing. Um, but at the end of the day, <clears throat> I will always want to be at U.S. Bank Stadium, no matter how away this this whole thing ends. You know, we've said it before on this podcast that it's more than just a game. This NFL is more than just football. It's more than throwing a pigskin around, right? It's... It's the experiences that you get. It's the relationship. It's the love for a team that you get to pass on to your daughter and and whatever siblings might follow after her. And where when it was passed down to you, it's just, it's so much more than a game. And, and I just, you know, sometimes I wish my wife could understand that. <laughs> she does. She does when yeah. she, when she watches our kids. Watch the, the, Packers. The, the listeners know that Tim is married to a Vikings fan, right? Yeah, Tim. Why don't you talk about? Uh, why don't you talk I about? I was going to say they bit. they understand that like he he caved on his own team. We haven't talked about that a lot on here. I don't children. think. Okay, okay. I'm I'm sitting back and listening. My uh, yeah, my wife is a is a pretty big Viking fan. Her whole family is, and uh, sorry, Sundays. Yeah, it, it's okay. I'm, I'll be right. Um, Sundays get pretty contentious in our household. I'm not gonna lie. The uh, the the wild card round, Vikings versus Giants. I was politely asked to leave the premises that my wife was uh, occupying at the time because I, I I was just too much too much for her. She couldn't handle it. I don't know. It's uh, it is more it it you know. Were you poking buttons, or was it just the, oh, the sheer sight of you? Real, probably both. I was re- I was being a real prick. You had a Packers um, sweater on. Oh God, I had everything on. Yeah, it was it was pretty gross. But no, it's uh, that is the one thing I remember early on in our relationship. I go, you know, it it this relationship would be a lot easier if you were just a Packer fan. <laughs> it would just it would just go a lot easier, and. uh Ultimately, she decided against that. But yeah, it's tough. It's tough being living with a Viking fan. I can tolerate talking to Dylan every other week or or whatever it is about football. But good God, waking up sleeping with 
having relations with a Viking fan is just literal children. Fucking sucked. Sucks. I, uh, I've locked down the kids though. They're, they're Packer fans. All three of them. No, all of them. Well, my, my eldest daughter could literally give two shits less about football. So whatever. I had her convinced that the pack, the Vikings actually won against the giants. And she just like went to school and had no fucking clue. And she came back and she's like, did you know the Vikings lost? I'm like, yeah, I, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that. <laughs> so that's where she stands. But no, my youngest is diehard. Jeremy, she's three, but she always wants to wear a Packer shirt. And then my son, the oldest one is all Packers all the time. So, so, so Dylan, we, we have a rule in my house with the kids. That and and they're all younger, so younger kids have you know earlier bedtimes. But the rule is, if the Packers play on Sunday night football, you can stay up late if and only if you sit on the couch and you watch the Packers with Dad. And and so far they've all taken me up on that, and they they will willingly stay up past their bedtime if the Packers are are playing on Sunday night football. And the fi- the so, other the other uh, stipulation is that the brandy never gets below a certain level on your cu- on your cup, right? That is Johnny. true. My my daughter's lear- my yeah. daughter's learning how to pour it. So, yeah, interesting. Teach him young. Yep, absolutely. So I will say the commentary on that, <laughs> and I apologize if this is too much in a different direction, but that that is something that I mean, at the end of the day, your fandom translating to your kids i mean that is a special thing you know not to not to discredit your convoluted situation that you have tim you know and i love amanda so i'm 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 all for you guys being split a little bit in that situation (laughs) but i will say that it is something that you want to bring to the table for the generations to come when i was a kid monday night football and sunday night football were cut off at the half Oh, I mean, literally, literally from the era of you have a bedtime, the half was the bedtime. Wow. And so when when I'd go to bed, I'd, I had a radio in my room and I would listen to Kevin Harlan on Westwood one <laughs> calling Monday night and Sunday night football for the second half. And I have to say that that was a big reason that like, I mean, my dream job for a long time has been sports radio to a degree. You know, I, I don't necessarily want to be a Colin Cowherd because he comes with a whole bunch of other prediction bullshit or whatever. But like your your NFL podcast for the average bro is is a thing that I do believe is is a void in in the the listenership in that sense. Um, and so I I that was something that changed me when it came to talk radio. Because I listened to that and I was able to visualize what was going on in the field. And it's only when you get older that you start to kind of recognize the absolute skill that it takes to call a football game, a hockey game, a basketball game, whatever sure. game over the radio and actually paint a picture. And I I think that that was a, a big part of what helped me with the diction that I have today, which is clearly, clearly far and surpassed and more eloquent than any Packers fan I've ever met. 
You know, you were God. I was loving that story so much, and it was. It, I gave it you just, a little M Night Shyamalan twist. It sounded, at the end, didn't I? yeah, you it know, sounded know, so it inspiring. It was, you know, you. I was completely take my money in the beginning, and like you just said, absolutely, it's like give me my fucking refund in in the last two seconds. God damn. Add me in the first half. Add me, in, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the that was the perfect description of you had me in the first half. <laughs> Uh, Dylan, fuck you. I will say my parents were definitely better because I got to stay up and watch the entire game on Monday night and Sunday night. So shout out Paul, shout out Sharon. He is the real, the real MVP. Yeah, you're really wound sure. up a winner. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I didn't mean that sarcastically. Oh, you laughed, Johnny. You were the, you were the one who laughed. At that. Come on. I, I laugh. I laugh. I think we both laugh. <laughs> Listen, Sharon, Sharon, if you're listening right now, I'm sorry uh, for so many, so many reasons. Uh, on behalf of Sharon, she accepts your apology. <laughs> yeah, well, one of which is I made a big condol- hole in your garage next to your hot tub. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. She Ooh. also, uh, she also got. Tim's weight wrong and fucked you out of a who knows a better victory, Dylan. So, Amen. so who should be Amen. apologizing I'm to who here? Hey, but uh, speaking of who knows it better, I think now would be a perfect time for uh, Tim and I to 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 go for the jugular with our wonderful guest host, Dylan, who drew up a who knows it better for us. We're gonna jump right into that and see if Tim. I believe Tim could close out the entire season tonight with a victory, and I am still holding on to the last breath of air, hoping that I can get the Triple Crown. We're going to do a Who Knows Better here right after a word from our sponsor. Who Knows It Better? Who Knows Better? This is part of the show where we like to play a little game where our host comes up with a topic, and five questions within that topic. Dylan is our guest host this week. We do not know the topic that he has come up with for Tim and I. He'll reveal it here in a second. We will go through, write down our answers to the five questions, and go back through whoever has the most correct between me and Tim will be this week's winner. If we tie, there will be a tiebreaker. And as far as I know, there will be a winner. And Tim could wrap the entire thing up right now. I certainly could. A win today for me would mean I win the whole season. Johnny, if you win the next three, it would be a comeback for the ages. A Kim Kardashian comeback, if you will. Yeah, I, you know, I'm pretty sure she hasn't uh-huh. come on her back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Excellent. Dylan, you ready? Dylan, we're excited to hear what you have for a topic here. Okay, so like like I texted you guys before, you know, a little, little off-air banter. I was a little worried that there was a potential for this being just too cerebral for a Packers-based podcast. I mean, I, I have to consider right, the right, right, right. Just, get to the, just get to the questions. Just get to the questions. <laughs> Jesus. Don't talk shit, Tim. There's a lot of factors <laughs> to consider here, Tim. So excuse me. I I don't no, comprehend. I don't comprehend. This is an awesome game, and I'm super excited to be a part of it. So <clears throat> I am going to be hosting... Who knows it better? And we're going to be talking about a very specific category, and that category is war movies. Oh, shit. Yes. Ooh. All right. So, Congratulations, we, I, Tim. I'm a baby girl. 
as, as maybe you guys have known if you've listened in the past. And uh, surprisingly enough, the, the, the turned faced away movies that my wife has been watching pretty much the entirety of that I've been at work have been like awesome war movies. And so I'll come home and I'll just see like, you know, this, that or the other thing on the tube. And I'll be like, wait, what, you've been watching Hacksaw Ridge all day? And she'll be like, yeah, it's, you know, it's a great movie. And I'm like, all right, well, where was this, you know, 10 years ago or something? Anyways, so we are going to get down to to the nitty gritty on some war movies. So am, am I it. clear to start, Johnny? Absolutely. You okay. you rip away. And, and this is, if you have any numerical, we'll, we'll lay this out. If you have any numerical questions... It's up to you whether you want them to be closest to or not. You can either have a closest to or say, nope, you guys got to hit it right on. And if if there's any scuffles or anything that goes weird throughout this, you are the host, so you make the ultimate and definite decision of how things go. Well, thankfully, I overprepare, uh, and so I've got some I've got some contingency questions at the same time. But I'm gonna I'm gonna follow the way you guys do the game and just stick with the base five at this point. So I'm gonna read these questions uh, and let's roll through. Uh, who knows it better? And we do write right, them down. We do write them down. That's why I'm holding my phone. So exactly, exactly. Got to type it out somehow, right? Cool. All right. Question number one: Who knows it better? In the 2001 HBO miniseries Band of Brothers, which company does the story follow? <laughs> Tim's already got the victory. I just, I know it. <laughs> I just, God damn it, I know it. Uh, okay. Which, com- which company you're, does you're the story do follow? Johnny, Johnny, look at me. Look at yeah, me. Yeah. We got this, okay? Yeah. We will defeat this man. Question number two. Known for its cinematography and brilliant score, what 1986 Vietnam War film includes an iconic death scene featuring Willem Dafoe? Can you say it again? Known for its cinematography and brilliant score, what 1986 Vietnam War film Includes an iconic death scene featuring Willem Dafoe. Can we move on? You you set the Question pace, number my three. Guy. Question number three. In the twenty twenty, excuse me, in the twenty twenty two film Top Gun Maverick, Tom Cruise's character flies the F eighteen Hornet. What jet did he and Goose fly in the original Top Gun film? In the 2022 Top Gun Maverick, Tom Cruise's character flies the F-18 Hornet. What jet did he and Goose fly in the original Top Gun film? Question number four. What 2014 World War II film featured an iconic battle between American and German tanks? Wait, say it again. What 2014 World War II film featured an iconic battle between American and German tanks? What 2014? 
what 2014 mm. World War II film featured an iconic battle between American and German tanks? Question number five. What 2010 film starring Jeremy Reiner was the first ever war movie with a female director to win Best Picture at the Academy Awards? What 2010 film starring Jeremy Renner was the first ever war movie with a female director to win Best Picture at the Academy Awards? That one might save me. I hear Tim groaning and grunting. So we go through it and we figure out if there's a tiebreaker? Correct. So I will reread the questions. Yep, you you reread them and you pick who you want to go first, and then we alternate from then on. Who's leading? Tim's leading, right? All right. Well, Tim, you're taking the first one then. In 2001, the HBO miniseries Band of Brothers. What company does the story follow? You could not have started with an easier question. I told you. I told you. It is. It is the Easy Company. It is Easy Company, correct? Uh, Hold on, Johnny. Johnny's got a guess. (laughs) Yeah, I I have to go with what I wrote down, and that was absolutely nothing. I'm sorry, Dylan. I I I drew a dud. (laughs) I had nothing. And I'm sorry for for saying the answer early. No, it's all good. When I heard Band of Brothers, I I was Band of Brothers right off the bat. I was like, God damn, here we go, because I know, I know that's one of Tim's favorite shows. Love that show. Band of Brothers. absolutely got it right, Tim. It, it is definitely easy company. It's okay. I'm still confident in your other questions. I, I think I'll be okay. You Johnny, got I went five for five on this. I'm not going to lie. Oh, God damn it. Never mind. Known for its cinematography and brilliant score, what 1986 Vietnam War film, film includes an iconic death scene featuring William Defoe? Johnny? Uh, I said platoon. Tim? That's the correct answer. It's platoon. That's also what I put. Yes, it is. It is, the, it is the correct answer. God damn. Never <laughs> mind. I don't feel so confident anymore. There's a little bit of a wash there. I'll be interested on this third one, though. There, there's a little bit of intrigue leading into this third question because I feel like this is when we go beyond the base to the specifics. In the 2022 film Top Gun Maverick, Tom Cruise's character flies the F-18 Hornet. What jet did he and Goose fly in the original Top Gun film, Tim? The F-14 Tomcat. That Johnny? Is, I said F-14. I'll accept both those answers, so that's a wash. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, Thank all right, God. All right. <laughs> They got. So, from where I see it, Tim leads by one. Correct. Yeah. Yep. All right. This will be. They get progressively harder. So, I'll be interested to see where this answer lies. What 2014 World War II film featured an iconic battle between American and German tanks? Tim? 
Uh, Fury. Johnny? Oh, God damn it. I This was the only other one I had a tar- hard time with. I put Inglorious Bastards. Mm, they both feature Brad Pitt, but unfortunately, Tim is right. Fuck! <laughs> and Tim wins. But we go on. Indeed. You have more questions. Question number five. Let's finish it out. <laughs> What 2010 film starring Jeremy Reiner was the first ever war movie with a female director to win Best Picture at the Academy Awards? Johnny? Uh, The correct answer is Hurt Locker. Tim? I also also put Hurt Locker, yeah. Nicely done. Okay, so maybe I dumbed this down a little bit too much. Uh, All right, well. Well, Tim, talked a lot of shit before that. (laughs) <laughs> so I will say, if you guys uh, want to have a little bit more fun here, I I overprepared and had multiple questions. Oh, we always hear them. Situation. Let them rip. Would you, would you like to call the game here? And officially, Johnny, you can obviously announce it. Call the game here, but I've got some other questions if you guys just want to have some fun and answer them. Yeah, we know whether it's, whether it's finished or not, which at this point it is, we still love to hear the tiebreakers. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So let's hear them. <laughs> All right. This is now for the listener, Dylan. Okay, it's for the listeners exactly. want to know if they can answer your questions. Well, and who are we really caring about at this point? You know. Well, I'm pretty disappointed I lost, but we'll we'll go over. You know, I mean, fuck it, we'll give the listeners some questions. Yeah, and I got to be honest, I don't care about you. <laughs> oh, I just kidding, buddy. I just, I just... Okay, All right. <clears throat> let's have some fun. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to start with the. Uh, um, tiebreaker question because it's the closest to and so we'll, we'll be able to get you back up on it Johnny because you got this alright okay. the 1994 film Forrest Gump starring Tom Hanks won how many Academy Awards closest to Ooh. Uh, I'm going to say four it might be a lot more than that but I'm going to say four because I feel like that's a lot. Tim? I'm going to go with nine. You know, you could have just went prices right and said five. I know, I know. I'm going to go nine. Johnny, you got it. Was it four? Six. Six. Lead actor, picture, visual effects, director, film editing, and adapted screenplay. Wonderful. When it doesn't count, just like a Packers fan. Wait, I'm pretty sure I heard Dylan. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure I heard Dylan say that it does count, and he was opening the round back up. So, oh right, because I'm, I'm changing your guys's game right now. Because that's what that's what all your viewers would love to hear. <laughs> is the new guy is changing the game? Oh boy, you, you are the ho- you are the host. Yeah, you do whatever you want. No, we we stuck to the original five, and and that was done and done. So we've got a couple more to read through here if you guys really want to go for it. Yeah, let it rip. Um, Real real quick, though, real quick, though, Forrest, hold on, Dylan. Forrest Gump was, like, easily one of my favorite movies when I was in high school and college. I love that movie. It's the best, isn't it? I think I watched that. I I watched that so much growing up. Did you guys, did you know that there was... They actually had a sequel written to Forrest Gump. But I guess on the day that they were supposed to have the meeting for it was 
Oh my god! So they decided really? like you know not what? to do it. I did. I literally just read that like in the last week or so on Twitter or Facebook or something. Yeah, they like presented it, and then the next day it was nine eleven. Yeah, and, and they're like, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, they just scrubbed <laughs> it. Yeah, I had that's absolutely crazy. No idea. There you go. Anyway, for the sake of content, I'm going to read a couple more of these. Let's do it. Sure. All right. In the 1998 film Saving Private Ryan. Mm. What military mm. division was James Francis Ryan a part of? Oh, God. And I've got three of these, so why don't you guys just write them down for now? Or, excuse me, four of these, so why don't you guys just write them down for now? Yeah, okay. What division right. was he in? Uh... You want me to read the question again? No, you're good. Go ahead. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm gonna, yeah, I'll move on. We'll, we'll just be like a bonus round, you know, like a game number two. Sure. All right. In the 2001 film Enemy at the Gates, which city was this set in in Russia? In the 2001 film Enemy at the Gates was set in what Russian city? Hmm. All right. The 2001 film Black Hawk Down portrayed the infamous infamous events of what battle? The 2001 film Black Hawk Down portrayed the infamous events of what battle? These were all ones that I wiped off the board because I didn't think you guys were smart enough to get them. In the 2000 Mel Gibson film, The Patriot, what famously deceased actor was cast as the eldest son? In the 2000 film, the 2000 Mel Gibson film, The Patriot, what famously deceased actor was cast as the eldest son? All right, let's move back to the uh, the first question on the bonus round that doesn't mean anything, but it's just here because it's fun to talk about. In the 1998 <laughs> film Saving Private Ryan, what military division was James Francis Ryan a part of? Johnny? Uh, I don't I don't know the exact name, but I remember it being uh, something airborne. I, I, had air- I, I know yep. it. I, I feel like it's more than that. But I I think it was airborne something. Tim, I just put the I just put the hundred and thirty third division. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's what I'm missing. Isn't I'm missing a number for sure. I I had airborne slash paratroopers as the actual answer for that. So Johnny, I'd give that to you in the bonus round. For real, nice. Yes. <laughs> God damn it! You should have went yes. with these questions. Would have cleaned know. up. Maybe, maybe, but I didn't, did I? No, you didn't. (laughs) (laughs) All right. In the 2001 film Enemy at the Gates, what Russian city was this film set in? Tim. Stalingrad. Yeah, I had nothing. Again, it was just a, it was the band of brothers just straight blank. 
Nicely done, Tim. <laughs> that is that that was one that Mariel thought was too hard. No, I, I love that movie. That's says, a, don't say that nobody has seen that movie. That's a great movie. Well, you got me. It is a great movie. All right, we'll move on to bonus round number three. The 2001 film Black Hawk Down portrayed the infamous events of what battle, Johnny? Um, it was a battle in a city in Somalia, but I can't remember the name of the city. Tim? I have no idea. I honestly have no idea. I just put no idea. The battle of no well, idea. Honestly, Johnny, you, you hit the nail on the head other than the actual name of the city because it was the Battle of Mogadishu. Mogadishu, Which, which okay. is quite literally the capital of Somalia. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so you, were, you were right on the nail. See, and I don't know the capital of Somalia. I just knew that it was Somalia. Who does? Who does? I, thought the capital, I thought the capital of Somalia was Minneapolis. But <laughs> I could be wrong. Ouch. Or as Justin Ouch. Jefferson calls it. Or, or as Justin Jefferson calls it, Min- Minneapolis. 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 <laughs> All right. What's next? The final question of the bonus round. Oh, boy. In 2000, the Mel Gibson film The Patriot had a famously deceased actor, a famously deceased actor cast as the eldest son. Who was it? Johnny? Uh, the correct answer would be the Dark Knights Academy Award-winning Heath Ledger. Heath, Heath Ledger. Tim? Yeah, Heath Ledger. That's what I put, too. Yeah, all right. Excellently done. You both got that one. You know what? That was... Uh... Who knows it better? That, that was good, Dylan. I liked that. That was a good category. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. It was, uh, it was when I heard war, I'm glad I hung in there as, as, as well as I did, if you want to call it well, because when I heard war, I thought Tim was absolutely going to wipe the floor with me. I thought it was just going to be a bloodbath. Johnny knows how much I love my war movies and shows. <laughs> you, you do. Yep. I went, well, I, I want to uh, say, I want to go on a limb here and off at that point. I want to go on a limb here and say, I think I'm the first person to go five for five. But who knows it better? I got all five of those right. Wow. Impressive. So clearly my, Shut out my in the championship. What's that, Dylan, as Tim uh, was so rudely there. interrupting you? I just said clearly my questions were not too difficult because I was initially, like I texted you guys before, concerned about the controversy of no. these being too, too specific. No, I think if... I think if that was geared towards the listeners of the podcast, NFL podcast for the average bro, I don't know that they would all do as well as Tim did because Tim is, I mean, that's, that's probably, I correct me if I'm wrong, Tim, but that has to be your favorite genre or at least top three favorite genres is war related film or shows or whatever. Yeah. I mean, outside of like, uh, mid to late 80s pornos that's yeah that's perfect a, that's a close second yeah that should be a sure. category yeah somebody should do that one <laughs> 80s porn 
That'd be good. That was good. That was a very, that was a mid very good category. Like there's a specific designation of time mid in which late. I was really invested in porn. And beyond that, it's like, well, once we got into the 90s, I mean, come on. Uh, once, once people started shaving that bush, I wasn't interested yeah, anymore. Nothing for me. Only gets me going if I see goddamn home plate. That's for sure. Tim, you're a dog. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good God. No, I, oh. well, well done, Dylan. I think that was the first, uh, you made history on the Bowski Bros podcast because I believe that was the first guest host we've ever had. Uh, my kids hosted once. Oh, that's right. Yeah, your kids did. All right. That's the first non blood guest host we've ever had. Well, Okay, sure. Dylan and I have swapped uh, bodily fluids, but, you know, sure. Blood. Jesus. We'll, we'll go with that. Jesus Christ. Tim, how much were you going to lay out there right now? Well, you know. We got time. No secret. No secrets here. <laughs> we got no no stone left on turn. Johnny is the host is literally going to be like, discuss. <laughs> <laughs> we have nothing to get to. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll find some background music. You guys just start talking. Uh, no, but for, oh, for for stuff to get to, I mean, there's not there's there's only two games, right? There's not a lot of football left that that we can really go over. But there are two games that are worth discussing, correct? Um, and and some spread that I believe we're still going to do. Yeah, I was going to say we got to go over the past weekend, right? Correct. We do have to go over the past weekend. As far as spread picks go, I mean, I really only kept track of mine, and I picked the Jags, and I came out, I think I was plus a point because even though they lost, it was still a good pick on my part. Certainly. We'll uh, we'll give you a point and then a half of a point as well. Perfect. So, or eight and a half point. So you went plus one and a half picking the Jags. They lost, however. Uh, to the Chiefs, twenty-seven. What what bush are we beating around? Your massive bush. Who who showed up their first week of actually having picks? We will get there to the tune of twenty-two points. Who who did that? I'm sorry, I I don't see them around here. I don't wait. Oh, wait. Was it was it me? Wait, hold on. Was what? it me? Wait, well, while oh, we're, while, we're, 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 the, were the Bengals minus five? And did they beat? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lay your sound bites on me, babe. I can take them. I can take them. Oh, boy. Uh, no, Dylan, the Bengals weren't. The Bengals were not minus five. They were plus five. They were plus so five. your fucking story straight. Jesus. So, the. <laughs> That actually helps Zoe even more. Yeah, they uh they won by seventeen. Dylan picked him at a plus five clip. That gives you plus twenty two, which is uh, c- certainly the the best uh, gain of the week. Um, Sam, on the other hand, picked the Giants at plus seven and a half. They got absolutely stomped by the Eagles, thirty eight to seven. So he goes down. 23 and a half. I don't know if that number is actually right. I did it in my head. Who gives a shit? Uh, Sam is negative 83 on the entire season. Good God. Um, 
Johnny's pick at one and a half uh, brings him up to 60. I went plus three picking the Niners to cover uh, against the Cowboys, which they did. Uh, I went up three. Now I'm at plus 23 on the season. So we could, we could throw Dylan in the mix here. Uh, overall, he would be behind me by one point if we just counted his one game. I mean, pick, is there, but that's where we currently stand. I mean, is there really any chance you could catch up to me, Tim, between championship weekend and the Super Bowl? So, what do you got me by? 30, you got, you have 60, I have 23. So I'm 37 behind you. If we were to pick a game, you know, like the Bengals where they went plus 22 and you, you know, go minus 22 or whatever. Yeah, I could catch up. We could meet kind of right in the middle. I mean, if you totally fuck up your pick, but yeah, I don't know. Conference games, the well, spreads then, are low. The games are going to be close. I don't, I don't see that happening. I gotta say, they if we're going to go down to the picks, then at this point, we need to have you guys make the initial determination, determination head to head, figure it out. Let Let's see who's going to actually take the time to see what they got to do to win it. I'd, I'd agree. Sure. Yeah, we can. Get, we'll, we'll get. We'll get to that. But let's uh, let's chat about these games that happened this past weekend. Uh, even if we go very briefly on each one. Uh, the first game on Saturday, Kansas City uh, took out Jacksonville 27-20. Uh, any concern for Mahomes moving forward with that ankle being rolled up on? Meh. Uh, Meh. I mean, it certainly changes the dynamic of their schemes if he cannot move like he does. However, uh seeing him come back the way that he did. I mean, he was limping around a little bit, but you're going to have a whole week. I don't I don't know that it concerns me that much. Yeah, I don't think I'd worry about it either. Dylan, do you, did you ever have, like, real bad ankle problems or ankle issues in your playing days? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how that's relevant, translating to Patrick Mahomes in the, in the NFL. I do no, have no, a, my, a my, my, my point. My, that's what you're asking. Um, but my question, you know, my, what, I my, think, boys, what, what I think hey it boys, really comes hey, down to is the hey fact boys. that you look at. Hey, I'm sorry. Hey, boys. I'm 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 uh, I'm just intervening here so we don't continue. Dylan, you go first. Tim, shut the fuck up. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I think. <clears throat> I think one of the things that you you really need to look at is like total yards overall, just the offensive production, um, but then also like your average yards per play. Um, so you you got the uh, Chiefs sitting at five point four and the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars sitting at five point eight. That is that is a very very close numerical value, and so I don't necessarily think that there is a huge differentiation into saying that like. This offense was super explosive. This offense wasn't. And yet I would say that if you if you ask the average NFL viewing fan, they would say, oh, the Chiefs offense is so much more explosive than Jacksonville. So they have something cooking in Jacksonville. Don't don't dismerit that whatsoever. The fact that they rolled into Arrowhead and they put up 349 yards of total offense where the Chiefs only I mean, the Chiefs put up 362. That's that's more obviously. duh. But at the same time, that that is that is a close number for a lot of 
NFL fans in my mind. Um, and then the other thing I would say is that like they were deadlocked on rushing yards. You know, you have you have Patrick Mahomes who who busted the ankle, right? Supposedly. He also has a litany of running backs at his disposal, as does Jacksonville, but not necessarily to the to the degree that Mahomes has. And then uh, uh, Jackson Jacksonville doesn't really run from the quarterback division or uh, position. And so I, w- I will say that there is something to be said there in the, uh, the fact that the the Kansas City offense that has been pitched as this incredibly versatile, you know, I throw it from the side hand and do this, that, and the other thing. I don't necessarily think is as much of a championship winning formula as people just continually want to consider as the fact for the Kansas City Chiefs. Tim, Tim, you can go now. Can I talk now? Yeah, you're you're allowed to talk now. My is it okay for me to go now? <laughs> my point about the ankle, Dylan, was <laughs> I had a lot of ankle issues when I was in high school, and I feel like that, as long as you didn't break it, you should be totally good to go, and there should be no change in his performance. Right. Like just from a just from a high level looking at the game. I don't think that Mahomes is gonna be like hindered at all in this game. You know. You're kidding me, like, right? Tim. I don't think so. I re- I really don't. Tim, I just laid out numerical stats from that game and tried to draw a comparison offense to defense to like competitive wise and, and you then decided to follow up with saying, Well, my ankle let me tell you, I once to, once took a licking in, in good old North Branch High School football, and that that is that that's the comparison you're drawing between. Let, let's get this clear between you and Patrick Mahomes. So that that is what the basketball is doing right now. We're drawing a, an ankle comparison between Tim's ankle and Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I'm pretty tired. I think I'm just gonna go to bed right now. To to quote Forrest Gump, <laughs> I'm pretty tired. Oh, geez, sorry, Dylan. You know what? Whatever. You guys go on. Try to take the reins here, but yeah, it's all yours. <laughs> wow. Had him tap out. I, you know, I think I personally, I don't think it matters because. Patrick Mahomes, good ankle, bad ankle. He can't beat Joe Shiesty and the Joe Burr Cincinnati Bengals. It doesn't matter. I don't. We can spend all day oh, talking about. We spend all day talking about Patrick Mahomes' ankle and and is he going to be Patrick Mahomes? Well, you know what Patrick Mahomes does? He loses to the Cincinnati Bengals, whether he's at home or not, whether it's regular season, whether it's Super Bowl on the line. Can't beat him. Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. Fuck, fuck Mahomes' want, ankle. Who cares? You want some direct action on that? Oh, boy. Ooh. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. What do you got? Maybe. Yeah, what do you got? 20 bucks says Chiefs get in the Super Bowl. 20 bucks, huh? You know, Dylan, on this, on this podcast, we, we like to look beyond money, and we go for the more the more entertaining bet, whether, whether it be, uh, you know, 
drink some toilet water or, you know, jump in the snow naked or oh, damn. you want to think of one of those. So I got, I got to get their dick chopped off. You know, I got, I got, you know, Dylan, I got, I got one for you. I bet you Bengals go to the Super Bowl. And if they do, I want you to flip that record button on your phone. And the next time, the next time your wife comes to you and says, uh, baby's crying, baby needs a diaper, baby, whatever. I don't care. Put the phone where she can't see it. And the response needs to be, uh, are your legs and arms broken? You go take care of it. Oh, that's that's worth a lot more than twenty bucks. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. Have you, I don't think you've my wife. <laughs> I'd love to see you it on I'll video. Take that action. Let's I know Dylan's wife. We, I would pay a thousand. I would pay video feature. All right. So you just got to think of something you want for me. If the Chiefs go to the ball. Think of the listener. What would the listener love? Not you know just what you. I want you to do, Johnny. If the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl, I want a uninterrupted one-minute segment on the validity of not just the Minnesota Vikings in general, but of this past season. I want you to dig deep and I want you to find the positives in what the Minnesota Vikings did as their division winning team in 2022. So, so basically just a, a Vikings dick sucking session of their, of their season. I want you to take Kirko chains and I want you to fit as far down your throat as physically possible. You know what, Dylan, I'll take that bet. Because even if I do lose it, I'm confident that I will produce some some beautiful content that will not only make me just cringe, but it'll just make the listeners unbelievably happy. And they'll absolutely love it. I'll take that bet. Here's the caveat. If the feedback you get from the listeners is that you phoned it in and that you really didn't give the Minnesota Vikings their okay. due merit. Yep, yep. You have to do it again. I got to do it again. I got to do it again until they're set. You, so, okay, what's the, what's the cutoff the line here? from the Bowski Bros audience is that Johnny finally gave the Minnesota Vikings their due and went around and decided that he was going to talk about it from a more neutral standpoint than just purple is the color of a bruise i feel i feel like there needs to be an an unbiased third party because i feel like any vikings fan no no matter how wet that knob slobbing is going out of my mouth towards the minnesota vikings any vikings fan is gonna say do it again baby do that motherfucker again i think you need to wait for the comments okay so I'm, I'm calling you out, Bowski, Bowski Bros fans. If you if you've got some comments to leave for this asshole, now would be the time to to lay them down on your old Facebook, on your own Spotify. However, let's hear some feedback. Let's get active. Let's tell this guy that we're just sick of all of his bullshit. I will take that bet. I got it. I'll take it. <laughs> Excellent. I can't wait to watch that video. Oh, it'll happen. Ba- baby needs uh whatever. 
What are your are your arms and legs broken? I don't. This can't be like a. You gotta sit there and you gotta let her stare at you for a good few seconds. It can't be an instant. Oh, I'm just kidding, man. It's, I got a camera rolling. I'm just kidding. You know the the tough part of that situation will be that I'll say that, and she'll probably be just not out of earshot, but like around the corner. And she'll walk back around the corner and she'll look at me holding that baby on her hip and just be like, pardon me? <laughs> and I'll, I'll have to look down at this phone and think to myself, you have to say it again. <laughs> you have to repeat it. Uh, well, hey, babe, are your arms and your legs broken? <laughs> and at which point she will probably be like, cool, well... I can find a lot of people who will have sex with me in the next six months. <laughs> yeah. Can you? <laughs> Either. Yeah. And I, she'll walk away and I'll be sitting there being like, no, I, I don't know if I can. <laughs> Either that or we'll just get to watch her break your arms and legs, which will be, uh, which will be fun. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well. There's no video. This is going to be a, this is going to be an audio podcast. Uh, we have a TikTok that we never post on. Maybe it needs oh. an update. Oh, so so I'm going to be your viral video? Great. Thanks, guys. If you've <laughs> prostituted me enough. Well, you if you're confident in your team, you don't have to worry about it. That's not my team, though. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know what? I am. We'll stick to it. Let's we got, go. All right. We got a bet. We got a bet going for that one. Yeah. Right out for us, Tim. Tim, your thoughts? You guys have <clears throat> been on a little bit of a delay here. Did you guys sell on a $20 bet or what? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, genius. Johnny, for the listener, why don't you lay it out for us? Uh, okay, so here is the recap for you listeners. This is what's going to happen. Dylan has the Chiefs advancing to the Super Bowl, and I have the Bengals. Whoever the losing party is, if it is Dylan, has to set up a phone unknown to his wife recording. And the next time she asks for help with their newborn, whatever it might be, his response can be nothing other than, uh, are, are your arms and legs broken? Hinting that his wife should just take care of it. And if I lose, I have to put together the most beloved knob-slobbing montage for the Minnesota Vikings and how they are not frauds, and how this past season I just need to validate the absolute shit out of them for being a wonderful organization in the NFL. Does that sound about right? Sounds good to me. Okay, deal. It's done. (laughs) Go Bengals. (laughs) Go Bengals. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, There is one other game. NFC side, uh, Big Cock Brock is facing Jalen Hurts, and I mean, is there anybody that wants to see the Eagles go to the Super Bowl, or do we all want to see Mister Irrelevant take his team there? I can't be the only one. Uh, you know, I got to be honest. As as much as I hate the Eagles, um, I want to see their formula succeed. I can respect that. Yeah. 
Um, so, so Jalen Hurts, however you think about him as a quarterback, I, I do think that he is already proven himself to be to a, a more effective passer than Lamar Jackson. Um, I think we saw a lot of offensive merit being given to quarterbacks who are able to be mobile, which is fair. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, holy smokes, man, you want to you want to talk about a weird quarterback comparison? Look at uh, Josh Allen's numbers in the divisional round versus Kirk Cousins' numbers um, in the wild card round, and they're they're almost identical, if, if not in favor of Kirk Cousins. And so there there are some things there when it comes to like your ability to perform in big situations. And and did the you know Eagles kind of give him some extra rest on the Jalen Hurd side? Maybe maybe not. Who who really gives a shit? What happens is that they they beat him thirty eight to seven. Um, and at the, I remember at the beginning of the season, there were some Eagle fans making comments about how the offensive core wide receiver wise for the Eagles was better than the Vikings. And there were a lot of Vikings fans out there who were like, what do you mean? Like, are you crazy? But you look at this offense, you look at the weapons that Jalen Hurts has around him. And then you back that up with like a a, a top one third, maybe even defense. And, and they've got a, They've got something there in Philly. And as much as it pains me to say it because they literally came and won the Super Bowl in our freaking building, um, there is something there that I think is is going to be impressive. And the the San Francisco offense is going to be the ones that has to win that game. And I have total faith in the San Francisco defense. I definitely do not have total faith in the San Francisco offense versus uh, uh, a Philadelphia defense. How much of a factor do you think home field advantage will play in this one mm. for Philly? I, you talking to me? Either one. Yeah. Dylan, go. Yeah, go ahead, Dylan. Um, Lincoln Financial is a tough place to play. So is San Fran. Um. <laughs> that that would be a disappointing deciding factor for me. If Brock Purdy rolls into Philly and is just rattled and can't figure it out, that would be a huge bummer. That would honestly make me wish that somebody with a more experienced quarterback was in that situation. Um, And so I hope we don't have a 38 to seven blowout in Philly. At the same time, I do think that, Jalen Hurts will have to deal with a linebacking core in in San Fran or what uh, the San Fran linebacking core is something that Jalen Hurts will struggle with because he won't get eight yards on a third and six because he just breaks the pocket and sprints. I I, I really do believe that the the defense of the 49ers is better than what he has normally faced. Mm. Yeah, I think I agree with that. I, I think against the Cowboys, I mean, the Cowboys have a pretty pretty good defense too. Um, but I think you saw a little bit of his, I don't want to say immaturity, but just lack of experience maybe against Dallas. You know, there are a couple of plays specifically towards the end of the second quarter, I want to say, where they were, and it was just really clock management stuff. But, you know, that, that kind of stuff could, could catch up to you, especially in a game like this. So 
I don't know. It to me, this is a I don't want to call it a toss up, but it's a it's championship football conference championship conference championship football. This will be this will be a great weekend. Well, so go ahead, John. Well, I just feel like uh, on the topic of Brock Purdy, I feel like people are just waiting for the shoe to drop. Um, and his playoff run so far has been all at home. So. Dylan, I'm I'm with you 100% where it'll be interesting to see how he handles those first couple series in in one of has to be one of the most hostile environments in the NFL being an away team. And if he if he comes out just dick swinging first drive leads a touchdown, I don't I I think it's San Fran of the Super Bowl, baby. That's that's just my opinion. I think there's plenty of merit to that because, I mean, if there was anything to be said, and I'm a Vikings fan, as I just had to advocate for myself on, uh, the de- <laughs> offensive wins games, but defense wins championships. Yeah. And it, as much of a cliche as that is to say, like Kyle Shanahan has set up a defense in San Francisco that is just beastly when they want to be. Now, granted, there are – good schemes, bad schemes, schemes that match up against whatever. It, nobody could ever stop Mike Vick. I mean, I, I I hate to compare Jalen Hurts to Mike Vick, but there is some sort of just kind of last-minute scramble comparison that you can draw there. Yeah. Um, I, I think that at the end of the day, Kyle Shanahan will be able to scheme against what Philly brings to the table, but – what it will really boil down to is can Brock Purdy be pretty good against this this Eagles team in Lincoln Financial Field? Yeah, that's uh, that's the other thing that we don't talk about a lot either, right? Is the coaching? I don't. I feel like Shanahan. Uh, the story right now is Brock Purdy, but a person who deserves a lot of the credit is his head coach. Because Purdy has even said he's like, yeah, I just do what I'm told, and it it tends to work out, you know. And that 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 only leads back to one person, and that's got to be his head coach. Um, so it'll be interesting to watch those two coaches go head to head. I don't know; it's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good weekend of championship football, I think overall. Uh, my straight up prediction is you you got you got a a Bengals Forty Nine ers Super Bowl. I think that's the way we're going. But I think this is a championship weekend that no matter who we end up with, the the storylines are just going to, they're going to be great. The talent going against each other in the Super Bowl is going to be great. Uh, it'll be, I mean, even a Mahomes hurts. I mean, those two going at each other in the Super Bowl, what what an electric game, you know? I don't think we end up with Eagles, a bad Chiefs, matchup. Baby. Yeah. That's, that's my Super Bowl. Eagles, Chiefs. You just like to be different. Just be different. Not necessarily. I came into this with that mindset beforehand, my friend. Tim, Tim, you're awfully quiet. So you guys went completely opposite of each other. Yeah. Your Super Bowl prediction. We are. I'm going. Uh, I'm going Eagles Bengals. That'll be my pick. Eagles Bengals. Mm-hmm. Also, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Can I? I'm gonna go Chiefs. Bengals in the Super Bowl. Can I do that? You can I'm do whatever kidding. you want. Okay, so you'd be an idiot. Do you can do whatever you want. 
no Chiefs bag. Wait, wait what? I, I said I, Eagles. <laughs> yes, spread. Let's let's let it rip. Okay, so I just grabbed the live spread again. Uh, the Bengals Chiefs spread moved by half a point um, over the last hour and a half that we've been talking. Philly, uh, San Francisco, they're the two thirty game on Sunday. Philly's got a two and a half point favorite line right now. Uh, and Kansas City, Cincinnati, Cincinnati's one and a half points favorite. Um, so how are we going to do this again? Am I, do I go first? Yeah. Johnny and I, then I think, and Johnny? I think Dylan is, is electing to go last because he wants to see you and I go head to head. So Tim, I, I believe you're taking the first pick. Then it'll be me and then Dylan. Okay. I, uh, I'm going to take Philly minus two and a half. Uh, well then I, I mean, I've been, I got, I got a huge bet riding on it. I've been talking a big bangles game. Might, might as well just go, with, pen- go with my bangles. I already penciled it in. <laughs> All right. Johnny gets Cincinnati minus one and a half. Uh, Dylan, I'm going to throw you in here. You're only one behind me. You only played one week, but you're only one point behind me. So, who? What's your what's your official pick for this week? It's tough because the the teams that I think are going to make it are not in the increasing playoff caliber. And so, let's run through the picks that you guys have one more time. Uh, Tim has the Eagles. At minus two and a half, and I have the Bengals at minus one and a half. And the only logical pick for you. Not plus. They're they're minus they're, two and a half. They're yeah, favored. Yeah, the Bengals are favored by a point and a half. So the only logical pick mm-hmm. for you is to continue to ride Patrick Mahomes dick in, in the championship. And NFC I will continue to do so bad ankle and all. He's still gonna give me the time of my life. I will take the Chiefs. At plus one and a half. All right. Dylan and I are Dylan and I are just really Sam. going at going at each other. Yeah, Sam Sam gets left with uh the 49ers. At plus two and a half. Which he'd probably be fine with. No. We don't really care either way. <laughs> All right. There you go. There's picks. There we go, boys. There's the picks. There's a championship weekend upon us. Uh Dylan, thanks for joining us again. Always appreciate it. It's a good time. You guys do well talking about this kind of stuff, and I, I enjoy the uh, the content in general. I hope you guys appreciate my input and my, uh, you know, half lackadaisical attempt to uh, create the game show that you guys have. Oh, that was good. I, great topic. I enjoyed it. Tim won, which whatever it is what it is. I don't... Mm. I, I can go to sleep knowing that I still dominated Tim at just overall straight up victory picks this season, which is what he truly wanted. And and I beat him at it. So well and ultimately what you guys want to do as Packers fans is just continually dominate each other because I, I know that's that's how it works. I feel like I should you know I was good gonna, one. I, <laughs> good one. I, I, you know I was gonna hit a mute button here, but whatever. We're done. It's over. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, Like we said in the beginning, those of you that were new, leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you say, and we will catch you next week after championship weekend. Thanks for listening. 
Deuces. Deuces.